It's not just local councils, though, that voters have been choosing. District health boards around the country have been up for election too. The health minister, Tony Ryle, urged people to stand, saying they would help run organisations bigger than Sky TV or Auckland International Airport. Some health boards have budgets of over a billion dollars, and even the smallest has a budget over 120 million. Professor Jackie Cunningham is the director of the Health Services Research Centre at Victoria University. I asked her how much real authority DHBs have in deciding health priorities for their area. The district health boards are responsible to the minister. The first set of things they actually have to do is implement the key priorities of the central government. And so if they're wanting to do things that they don't have responsibility for, where central government actually makes the legislation or sets payment rules or whatever, then DHB boards actually aren't going to be able to do those things, uh, that the government would make those decisions. So if somebody says, I'm particularly interested in looking after the, the young people in the community or the elderly, really, they can't necessarily do much about it. They can do some things, uh, so the DHB boards will have some discretion about where they put some of their resources. So it may well be if, if a DHB board member believes that in their local community there's a huge lack of services for young people, then they can talk about that at the, at the board itself and push hard for that. But I think they do have to realise that many of the priorities are set by central government, but also they have to be working in the interests of the whole community as well. For the voter, how much can they find out about the people they've elected onto the board, the work that they've actually done? Because there have been people who haven't got onto boards or who have resigned saying they're so frustrated they can't actually talk about what they're doing on the board, they can't actually bring their disputes out into the open. I I think that is very frustrating for board members. And for some reason we do seem to have district health board board members not being able to speak out as much as you would actually expect candidates for boards to be able to do that. Now, there is some information that's actually available on, um, I think it's the Department of Internal Affairs website, but I can, looking at the website, I can see that not everybody has kind of put a lot of material up about themselves. Uh, some groups have come in and asked questions of them, but not everyone has actually answered those questions. So I do think there is a need for much more information out there about one, the performance of DHBs as a whole anyway, we barely get anything about that, but then second also about the actual candidates, maybe their experience in terms of uh, running DHB boards or other boards, um, and their views on how they get, get their views, what experience do they actually have in the health sector that enables them to bring particular community views to the table. Uh, with the results coming in now, one of the things that is happening is that there are a number of boards where people have stood on, say, a city council, a regional council, and also on a health board. Does this mean people are adopting local government as a profession, or is it good that people are on more than one board? It, it does look like people are adopting local government as a profession, and on the one hand, I think you then hopefully get people with a lot more experience over time, and they know what they're getting themselves into as well. On the other hand, it actually potentially reduces the voices of a wider group of people in the community. Uh, so, I, so I think we need to be careful that pe- there aren't too many people that are, are doubling up on too many roles. For the cynical, it does look a bit like a double dipping. It, it does, I agree. It, it looks like people are actually you know, becoming that professional role um, and earning reasonable sums of money as a result of actually doing that and potentially keeping other community voices off those board tables. That's Professor Jackie Cumming of Victoria University.